Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1985 to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's action adventure movie Commando. So let's go and fire up that float plane, let's fly to Valverde, let's have a look at a trailer and I'll see you guys soon. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. think that he is going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did! I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis for this film is a retired Special Forces colonel tries to save his daughter, who has been abducted by his former subordinate. It's got a 90-minute runtime, it's an R-rated movie, and it's classed as an action-adventure thriller. It was directed by Mark L. Lester and he's made other films such as Armed and Dangerous with John Candy and Class of 99 with Stacey Keach. The film's got a $10 million budget and it did really well at the box office. It made a $50 million return. And it is starring none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger who plays John Matrix and we all know Arnie for films such as uh, The Terminator which put him on the block and Conan the Barbarian. Total Recall, Predator, the list just goes on and on. And Arnie said in an interview at the time that he took on this role because he fancied playing something a little bit different apart from playing a caveman or a psychotic android. So he thought he'd go into a different type of action hero role. So there you go. And it's also starring Ray Don Chon as Cindy and Vernon Wells, uh, who you may know from the Mad Max films, who plays Wes, and he plays uh, Bennett in this film, he plays the antagonist. Alyssa Milano, who plays Jenny Matrix, and you've got Bill Duke, uh, who plays Cook, and Bill Duke later goes on to play next to Arnie in Predator 1987. And you've also got the legendary David Patrick Kelly, who some of you may know as the Nasty little dude from the Warriors who 
because he's got the balls the Warriors come out to play he, he's brilliant in everything he does he's played such a menacing character and he plays Sully in this which we'll talk about later on with that classic scene and a final little shout out here got Bill Paxton he makes a cameo role here and he's the intercept officer um, the late Bill Paxton unfortunately but again like I say he turned up as well he's the only guy to be killed by is it an alien and a predator and a terminator and it's not the first time that he's um, turned up in a Schwarzenegger movie so he's uh, he's one of those guys that makes a cameo so there's some of the cast of the movie just a name just a few and let's have a look at some trivia here for this film there's some pretty good trivia in this movie um, having a look through it and there's something I picked up on a couple of years ago so the uh, location where the bad guys are based in the end, where Schwarzenegger's trying to get to, is a fictional um, country of Valverde, which is based in South Central America. And it was used um, by Hollywood from 1980s to early 90s to depict a Spanish-speaking country similar to Cuba, for example, and it is also referenced in other movies from the um, obviously the 80s and early 90s. So you've got um, Predator, uh, that's where Schwarzenegger goes to the fictional land of Valverde to deal with that alien menace. And also it's where Ez Bronzo comes from in Die Hard 2. So you've got a little bit of a tie here with these movies, so they could all be tied up together. So. Um, so you could actually have two Schwarzeneggers in the same world all at once here. You could have Matrix saving his daughter, Dutchies fighting the predator in the jungles, and at the same time you've got John McClane trying to save his wife off an aeroplane. So it could all be in the same universe. So there you go. It's just a little bit of um, food for thought there. Something to maybe think about next time you watch this film. So there you go. There's that. And there's another bit of trivia here. I never knew this until yesterday, actually, until I did some research. Is the mansion that where you've got the final fight where Matrix is having a punch up with Bennett it's actually the same mansion as Beverly Hills Cop um, so it's the same place and funny enough uh, Matrix is trying to rescue Jenny and Axel Foley is trying to rescue Jenny as well so there's a little bit of a tie in there so uh, another bit of cool trivia and even though Arnie and Vernon Wells are trying to kill each other in this movie as characters, um, they actually remained very good friends up until this day after shooting this movie. And Vernon Wells claimed that he didn't even know who Arnold Schwarzenegger was until this movie, so um, that's pretty cool. And there's a pretty, there's a funny bit here, really, um, when I read this. So that bit when David Patrick Kelly Sully gets um, famously thrown over the cliff by Arnie, he's hanging there with, with his uh, leg and he's going, this is my weak arm, Sully. The director actually said to um, Schwarzenegger, he said, you know, you're really strong, you can pump about 450 pounds, he said, let's shoot this, let's, let's not worry about any safety equipment, you can just sort of hang him over the cliff and Schwarzenegger just went, I know I'm strong, but <laughs> that's ridiculous. He said, I'm not taking that chance, you know, I might just have an off day, so they ended up getting a crane in the end, but um, yeah, that's a pretty funny bit of um, trivia. You can't beat making films in the 80s, guys, I tell you. And um, Arnie did most of his own stunts in this movie, because the reason why he had to do his own stunts is because they couldn't find a stunt double for him, he was that big, so, and that unique. Which is pretty cool. It's got a body count of 109. Most of those are by the by Schwarzenegger's character. He tallies up 102 by the end of the movie. And it was shot in 45 days and John McTiernan, 
uh, almost directed this film, but he turned it down. But then he would later go on to make Predator and Die Hard. So um, that is pretty much it, guys. I think I'll leave it at that. There is a little bit more trivia on there, so go and check it out if you want to have a look at that. Oh, and uh, not to forget, uh, James Horner did the soundtrack to this film as well. The um, incredible James Horner, um, who did all the uh, Star Trek and the Wrath of Khan and uh, Battle Beyond the Stars and Kroll. So he is one of my favourite um, composers. He's got that certain signature to it. And it's also got that typical 80s song at the end of this movie. And I say this a lot, especially with my other podcast, dude looks like the 80s when I'm reviewing films. You know you're watching... A 80s movie when you get a song like this and it's um, We Fight For Our Love by Andrew Taylor and it is the icing on the cake and it just finishes off the film um, really well with the end credits and all that and um, I said this the other day and this was the next thing I was going to move on to talking about this film this sort of genre of film in the 80s is that I watched um, Taken the other day with Liam Neeson, which came out in 2008, and it's an excellent film. It's a really solid movie, good action film. Um, but you can tell the difference between films like that now and films like Commando back in the mid-80s, because Commando it is it's cheesy, but that's, that's not taking anything away from it. But you know what you're going to get, do you know what I mean? When you look at all the other films that are around at the time, you know, with Chuck Norris... And Sylvester Stallone with Rambo and all that sort of stuff. It's got a certain type of signature to this movie. And as I said with the music and that song at the end of this uh, this film, it's the candles on top of the cake which make it. And it's, and it's a cheesy song and it's a really good song. And I kind of miss that now with, with films. It'd be good to have that sort of cheesy song at the end <laughs> of Say Light Taken. But... I guess at the same time it probably wouldn't work because it's a different type of thing altogether. But um, yeah, it's just a conversation I was having with someone the other day just saying that um, you can look back on these types of films now and they've got that signature to it and even the bad guys are all the same in this movie and they've just got that... um, I guess you could say they've just got their own charm in a way and it's a little bit like looking back on the... um, sort of 8-bit video games with the characters and that you kind of know what you're going to get you know you you got the good guys you've got the bad guys the bad guys look like they've just come out from an episode of the A-Team and uh, the good guys always pull through and as I've said before if someone come up to me and said oh Jay I have never ever seen an 80s action film I'd say go and have a look at Commando it's just got everything in there that is 80s is action and once you've watched, say, like Commando, and there's not, nothing against all the other films, you've pretty much seen every 80, 80s action movie, and it does it really well. Um, and I love it, and I know there's a lot of fans out there that love it as well, so we just can't get enough of these films. So, there you go, guys. It's just a little bit of a roundup of um, who was involved in the trivia and all that sort of stuff. So, let's have a look at this film, then. Let's do a bite-sized review of Commando. So the film starts off with retired United States Army Special Forces Colonel John Matrix who's spending his retirement in his mountain retreat with his daughter Jenny and he's chopping down trees and having ice cream and living the ideal lifestyle until he's visited by Franklin Kirby who's a major general and he informs him that all of his other squad members have been killed by unknown mercenaries and that he is a potential target. And shortly after this, the bad guys turn up and they kidnap uh, Matrix's daughter. 
And this is where you get your first fight scene where Matrix runs into his tool shed, punches a few buttons, gets an assortment of weapons and starts running around and starts taking them on. And this is where he meets one of the first mercenaries. He tells Matrix that they've got his daughter and he has to comply with um, what they tell him to do. And this is a classic scene where he goes, right, and then old Arnie comes in and he goes, wrong. <laughs> he just shoots him in the head. But after an attempt to rescue his daughter, Matrix is overpowered by the mercenaries and he is captured and taken to their leader, Arius, a South American former dictator, who um, blackmails Matrix into saying, we'll give you your daughter back, but you need to conduct a political assassination. And they put him on the next plane to the fictional land of Valverde which I mentioned earlier and this is a great scene so he's sat on the plane there and there's one of the mercenaries sat next to him and this is where he sort of gives him gives his arms a bit of a stretch and then he just punches the mercenary and puts him forward and then puts the hat on top of him and he comes out of one of those classic lines and he says to the air stewardess don't bother my friend he's dead tired and uh, yeah it's just it, Another great line from Schwarzenegger, and I forgot to mention before he got onto the plane, he did tell the mercenaries, the bad guys, he said to them, I'll be back, which is his signature phrase line in these movies now after doing Terminator. So before the plane takes off, Arnie manages to jump off it from the undercarriage and he goes into a load of reeds and then he sets his clock and he's got 11 hours before the plane is scheduled to land. So he's now got that time to be able to find his daughter. And his only chance of that is one of these little sleazy mercenary dirtbags, which is Sully, played by David Patrick Kelly. And Matrix at this time enlists the help of a air stewardess called Cindy to follow Sully to a shopping mill. And this is where you get another fight scene here. So um, Matrix is running around the shopping store, he's fighting all the guards and he's trying to get to Sully before he gets onto a telephone to call the, uh, the other Valverde mercenaries. But before he can make that call, Schwarzenegger lifts up the telephone booth and this is a booth that was actually made out of balsa wood apparently. Um, Schwarzenegger said I would be able to pick up a booth with him in it because I can pick up £450 but they made it out of balsa wood. So it stops him from making that telephone call and at this time Cindy begins to realise that Matrix isn't a psychopath, he's actually trying to rescue his daughter so then she helps him out. Sully then gets away, Matrix manages to get away from the guards and this results in a car chase scene so they're trying to pursue him and they manage to catch him up, they smash into his uh, yellow Porsche and this is where you get that classic scene where Schwarzenegger throw, throws him over a cliff but before he does that he hangs Sully with, over the cliff with his um, leg and he says to him, you know I was going to kill you last Sully and he goes, I lied and he just throws him down then uh, Matrix finds a key to a motel in Sully's jacket so they go to the motel and this is where they find Cook which is played by Bill Duke and he's another special forces guy and this is where you get another battle with the giants you get um, Matrix and Cook having a fight in the hotel room and you get a pretty gnarly kill scene here where um, Cook gets impaled onto a table after this lengthy fight and Cindy's obviously going these guys eat too much red meat and all that sort of stuff, so <laughs> it's quite funny. And um, after this fight, they manage to find out where Jenny is. They find some flight plans and a map and all that, and an island. And it turns out that Cindy is also a pilot as well, so um, they manage to find the location of a plane. But before that, 
Schwarzenegger comes out and says, she says to him, what are you going to do now? And he goes, we're going to go shopping. <laughs> I can't do, a, can't do an Arnie accent. So he goes to a military weaponry store, which has got a whole arsenal of weapons and shotguns and everything, and he smashes into it. But then the police arrive and they um, arrest Matrix and they put him into the back of a van but then um, Cindy with all these weapons she picks up a rocket launcher and she blows up the uh, police van and she manages to uh, rescue Matrix and they get away. And after commandeering the seaplane they, they manage to fly to Arius's uh, hideout island and this is where Matrix says to Cindy you better call General Kirby because all hell is going to break loose. And this is where you get Matrix, the classic scene where he's on the he's on the beach and he's getting ready to go and he's suiting up, puts on some body armour, grenades, puts some face paint on and he's just looking like action man. And you now get the final act of this movie where you've probably got about 15 or 20 minutes of Schwarzenegger running around, shooting up all the bad guys and you've got explosions, you've got gunfights, you've got Matrix in a tool shed where he's throwing cutting discs at soldiers and stuff like that which I think was cut from the TV um, edit back in the day and I can only describe this end scene as something like the A-Team on steroids and you've got Matrix running around taking on the whole army he kills Arius um, with a shotgun which is a bit like the end scene as I said earlier to Beverly Hills Cop in the mansion and then he locates Bennett with his daughter Jenny and Bennett goes, I can take you on Matrix and they have like a fight scene with a knife and then Bennett gets impaled with um, a pipe and it goes into sort of like a gas pipe or something like that and then Schwarzenegger comes out and says his final line goes, let off some steam Bennett and then General Kirby turns up and Matrix walks out with his daughter and Kirby says, you know, maybe you want to come join us again and he says, nah, no chance and he gets onto the seaplane with Cindy and they fly off into the sunset and this is where you get that cheesy song We Fight For Love with the end credits rolling and there you go guys that is Commando it just does what it says on the tin it gets you from point A to B and it does everything you want for an 80s action movie so there you go that is uh, my bite sized review of Commando that is it hope you enjoyed that guys um, like I say I'm pretty sure uh, most of you guys are listening to this um, have seen uh, this movie but if you haven't go check it out if you have um, I'm pretty sure you're probably an 80s action movie fan like myself so it's some pretty cool stuff so before I close the show there's a little bit of admin guys um, I'm a proud member of Legion Podcast so please go and check out all the other shows on there I'll play a promotion at the end um, you can find the show on Legion Podcast iTunes, Stitcher and I'm also on YouTube and I've also got my Facebook page, so um, there's some good stuff going on there. Uh, go check that out. And uh, yeah, I'll be back soon. I've got, um, what am I doing? I'm going to be doing Independence Day. So look out for that. That should be dropping soon, actually. And after that, I'm going to be doing The Mummy, which is another one of my favourite 90s action movies. So that's kind of going to be talking about um, the last or films that came out in the 90s which were pretty much like big blockbusters at the time which I'll, I'll go into that when I review those films um, so that's it guys um, oh and the other thing I was going to mention um, I've given him a shout out before but I'll do it again I did it at the beginning of the first episode is Mr. Gav Chucky Steele from the podcast on Haunted Hill 
He has allowed me to use um, tracks from his album Abstract 85, which has got that real sort of neon synth carpenter vibe to it. So that's the intro that you hear on the show and the backing music that you can hear right now. So just wanted to give him a shout out and just say thanks for that, Gav. Um, really do appreciate that. So um, if you want to listen to some more tracks off that album, go check it out. It's on iTunes. So there you go. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Um, keep it bite-sized, keep it safe, and I will see you soon. show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.